the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I am joined by my co-host, Don Dix, who is now, I mean, he travels now in much higher high in circles than I do. He was, he was just at this very ritzy Donald Trump fundraiser in Beverly Hills. And when we talk more about that later in the show and his experiences there, and, you know, I guess when you're a big radio star, you can afford to go to these big high to high priced fundraisers as a, as a lowly attorney out here in, in, in Redlands, I couldn't possibly afford those uh, expensive tickets. So we'll, I, I can, we'll, we'll hear more about that. I later. can honestly tell you that as a talk, that a talk radio show host is, is, severely undercapitalized compared to the average attorney. So talk radio is not where you go to pursue financial independence and certainly couldn't afford it on a talk radio shows hosts uh, income, uh, especially one not syndicated. Uh, You know, you hit the big time when you're like a rush or a dentist or a uh, Larry Elder, who, by the way, I ran into there. That's when you hit the big time. Once, you know, one market, not so much. But yeah. yes, I was there out of the gracious generosity of the host uh, of the of that specific table. I was invited to attend, and it was an amazing event. And we'll talk about that in the second half of the show. Martin Luther King said that some things are right and some things are wrong, no matter if everyone is doing the contrary. Some things in this universe are absolute. The God of the universe has made it so. And as long as we adopt this relative attitude towards right and wrong, we are revolting against the very laws of God himself. One of the issues that you see in the, in the, increasingly in the news these days is killing of unborn children. Are we pro-choice on doing that? And the Democrat Party has gone far, far left and extreme. So not only do they favor unrestricted abortion for the entire nine months of pregnancy, even until even when the baby is in the process of being born and still partway out of the mother's body, but now they're even at the point where the baby is born, a living, breathing baby, and they're okay with killing living, breathing babies. The movie this uh, earlier this year, and I saw that was, and I was very moved by it, was Unplanned, and it's a true story of a someone who worked for Planned Parenthood. More about that organization later. And one day she actually, when actually she actually saw what was happening in the back room. Not she was working the front room and the business side of it, and become a clinic director without ever having to see what was happening in the back room. And when she did. It changed and it changed her, her view on it. Great movie. And following up on that is there's, a, there's an event every year, 40 Days for Life, in which people stand vigil and pray outside of Planned Parenthood abortion mills and try to encourage both the employees inside to see the light as well as women that are considering ending their pregnancies and letting them know that they, there are other options between killing your own born children and giving birth and keeping the child all the way to graduation from college. We're pleased to have in studio with us Tim Adams, who is leading the San Bernardino effort for 40 Days for Life and will be outside the Planned Parenthood abortion mill in in San Bernardino. Tim is a longtime activist, and you were telling us off the air, you can tell us on the air, how you went from being more of the Oath Keepers and more of a Second Amendment-oriented activist to being in charge of the 40 Days for Life. Uh, thank you, Greg, and appreciate uh, you having me here. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, it's evil prevails when good men really don't rise up. 
And uh, I felt like, uh, you know, I attended a church that we did a lot of things that were pro-life-ish. And, um, you know, we got our checkbooks out. We supported different organizations. But we as men weren't doing really much at all. When I when I saw the 40 Day for Life movement, I realized that, uh, wow, these are men that are doing something. They're getting up. They're getting active. They're getting out in front of these abortion mills. And they're praying that God would intervene in the lives of their fellow man. And, you know. And women. And women. <laughs> right, right. Their neighbor. They're loving their neighbor. And. You know, I really respected that. And, and you know, uh, so, you know, I, I got involved uh, right away seeing the opportunity. Um, also uh, understanding, uh, especially after the movie came out, Unplanned, that the uh, one of the biggest uh, secrets is that when people are in front of the abortion clinic praying and vigiling peacefully, that the, not yelling at the women, not, not you know, you're a baby killer, none, right, none of that right, kind of stuff. Right, just peacefully, just praying that God would move, maybe holding a peaceful sign, hey, let's talk, something like that, you know, that there's other options. Uh, then, then literally, according to the movie, the income for that facility that day drops between 25 and 75%. Now, as a patriot, that meant a lot to me uh, in the battle. And that's key. And that's key. There, was a, there was a scene in Unplanned in which the evil Planned Parenthood executive is talking to the clinic director, the hero, I forget her, Abby Johnson. Johnson. Johnson, Abby Johnson. And Abby had, a, they were pushing, we need more sales, we need more abortions. And Abby had raised an objection to that. And um, she says, I thought we were a nonprofit organization. And the Planned Parenthood executive says that's a tax status. It's not a business model. Absolutely. There were a lot of revelations uh, from that movie. That movie is actually now, um, now that it's out on DVD, has been out on DVD, I guess you can now get uh, licenses for it. But there was a case here in Southern California, um, David Daleiden, who went to a variety of different... Uh, events, I think, to video record uh, individuals involved in the abortion industry, most notably the people who actually traffic in uh, aborted baby parts. Recently, that's been back in the news because the CEO of one of the companies actually acknowledged the fact that they trafficked in uh, actual living tissue, beating baby hearts, as well as whole babies. I don't know how you get a complete fetus out of a mother's womb that isn't still alive to some degree. The idea is that, uh, you know, there's this, there were laws that were attempted to be passed about, you know, pain, the baby can feel pain, pain laws and so forth that I think failed to a large degree across the country. And you had even the Virginia governor who said, you know, uh, aborting a, a, a almost a full-term baby, keeping it comfortable while the doctors and the mother consult about the fate of that baby is appropriate. We've gotten to a place where you know, we're, we're so divorced from morality um, that, that we have a culture that will be sooner ban the sale of furs in California than they will protect life. But that was that was a uh, that whole matter. The David Daleiden, the Center for Medical Progress, um, that was an important event for you. Yeah, uh, I watched one of the videos he put out, and it was the uh, Planned Parenthood employee sitting there with a glass of wine, eating a salad, uh, literally uh, trading in and uh, trafficking human uh, body parts uh, with no reverence, with a smile and a jovial, uh, what's the next fancy car you're going to buy with this money you're making off the blood? And I literally couldn't believe we in this country have degradated to this point where I just sat there and, and watched the video and I cried in place. Mm-hmm. I just was tore up from the floor up. Mm. And I rose as any man should, and uh, I have I have many children myself. I could never imagine allowing one of my babies to be torn apart. You have no idea the rage that would uh, brew if I saw somebody coming close to one of my children. 
But somehow we have bamboozled people to think that, oh, this is women's health. It's a medical procedure or whatever. Um, uh, No, it's not. This is blood money. This is Mm -hmm. premeditated planned murder. And uh, we need to we need to really take a a societal look at this and say, you know, enough is enough. From the time we started abortion to this day, we have now realized that biologically and medically, uh, this is murder. Let's pause here for a word from our sponsor for this half of United IE Radio, Ed Hoffman, the man to go to for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590 The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want, or anything that you need between now and your final day on Earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM590, The Answer. AM 590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to the Unite IE Radio show, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizens. And I, I, I feel across the country there is an awakening going on where more and more people are getting involved doing something. We're visiting right now with somebody who is doing and has been doing something. Tim Adams, he is here because of his involvement with a program called 40 Days for Life. And we want to talk a little bit about what that is, why people who are uh, strongly in support to the point to where something like this should be on their calendar. What is 40 Days for Life and what should people know and where can they get more information? Great. Uh, You know, 40 Days for Life uh, is a non-denominational program where we get together for the next 40 days, starting September 25th through November 3rd. And you're invited to join other Christians for the 40 Days for Life. There's going to be 40 days of prayer and fasting to end abortion in our country. You're also invited to stand and peaceably pray during the 40-day vigil in the public right-of-way outside Planned Parenthood. In your uh, local area, uh, consult the 40daysforlife.com website to find out where your vigil is held. I'll be representing the one in San Bernardino, held just off Hospitality Lane. And also in the Inland Empire, I'm looking at their website. There are campaigns for the Planned Parenthood abortion mill in Riverside, in Upland, in West Covina, and in Temecula. Yeah, definitely. If you'd like more information, uh, visit the 40daysforlife.com website. We're going to have over a million volunteers worldwide uh, this year. This will be the biggest 40 Days for Life event in history, and we're thankful for that. And uh, so I really recommend that you ask uh, folks in your uh, your circle of influence to join with us, get involved. You can also also go to OperationSanBernardino.com in our area, find out what church is participating, and lock arms with them. You can download flyers there as well. Have you, have you been reaching out to the churches? What kind of success have you had in enlisting churches in support of this effort? Well, there are a few churches that are participating. I will say the Ark Church in Redlands has been a wonderful supporter, and we are thankful for their uh, immediate action on this dire matter. Um, We have put uh, several invites out to other churches, and we were uh, contacted this morning by Calvary Chapel Chino Hills. I'm sorry, Calvary Chapel Chino Hills. That's where I attend. 
Where did that come from? Well, Whoa. Uh, no, Calvary Chapel Red Barn in... Uh, yeah, great. Where is that at? Uh, San Bernardino, right there on yeah, yeah. Highlander Baseline. So I, uh, but I, Chino Hills is a great church, by the way. I don't mean to plug that, but I'll go ahead and do it while I'm there. But uh, yeah, they're talking about getting involved in being our midpoint rally sponsor, and we're thankful for that. We hope they do. You know, I'd be interested to know as you reach out to churches, what church in the Inland Empire would say to you, no, that's just not an issue that we are, that's important to us or that we want to get involved in. It's too controversial. Have you run into that? Wow. Um, Without a question, yes. Uh, I have had pastors tell me point blank, this topic is... Uh, very sensitive and they're concerned about upsetting the members of their church. Now I can respect that to some degree, but to me, I want to go to a pastor that speaks the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help him God and come what may, because in my mind, a shepherd is going to fight for the flock and protect them from these types of things that are in society. Well, a pastor's duty is not, is primarily to, say the word of God, whether people like it or not. That's absolutely right. I mean, if you're omitting uh, murder from your message, I would say that, uh, you know, is that, uh, you know, is that truly being a shepherd or are you a hired hand? Now, I don't mean to call out there's some good pastors that that are considering uh, participating. Look, just get involved. Uh, there's nothing to be afraid of. There are women that are in your churches that need redemption. They need healing. The thing that, that a lot of these clinics that are quote, giving women's health are doing, they're injuring women, uh, psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually. Uh, the church is the place where they can come and get healing and rescue. And I hope that your church is doing it. If they're not getting involved in the pro-life ministry actively ask yourself why not and ask one of your leaders why not ask your pastor why not you know i can understand pastors not wanting to get involved in some issues because they're political they're um i get it some issues some uh aspects of What's happening in the 24-7 news flow, politics, supporting particular leader, uh, elected officials. This is a fundamental uh, issue that speaks to the morality of our culture and the decline in morality of our culture. If a pastor is not willing to stand up for life of the unborn, they really do need to find a different job because that is fundamental. You mentioned uh, Chino Hill's. Calvary Chapel, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, rather. My my first, one of my first uh, connections with Pastor Jack Hibbs was at a political event where he shared how you could tell how a political elected official, yeah, that's redundant, how an elected official w- um, is going to vote. And the three things, the three measurements are does that individual support life of the unborn? Does that individual support marriage between a man and a woman? Now I'm talking about biblical marriage, not something that happens in a county, uh, you know, administrative office for, you know, certain civil procedures, but in the, in the church and do they support Israel? If, if that person, if that person seeking your vote, supports all three of those, they will vote conservative 100% of the time. This this life issue is, is fun. And this is why I believe the political left defends it. I mean, when, when Gorsuch was in the process of being nominated, when Kavanaugh was in the process of being nominated, their biggest fear is the vulnerability of Roe versus Wade. And you could see these individuals almost demon-possessed clawing at the Supreme Court doors over this issue. This is the sanctum. This is the, what do you, what would you call it? The it communion. Is the, it is the holiest sacrament. Yes, sacrament. In the church of liberalism. Yes. And, and that's a good point. There is something psychological, something twisted, something evil in their attachment to killing unborn children and now born children. Right. 
And and so the idea that you would have a church, which is where this little thread of our conversation started, where the pastor is not willing to stand up for life, those churches need to be called out publicly. They need to be shamed. They need to be, I mean, there's no other way. I, I don't see any other way around it. Well, and I decided to do something about it. My area, uh, OperationSanBernardino.com, will post the churches that are actively involved in the pro-life movement. I mean, uh, I figure people that are moving into the community ought to know those types of things. Sure. And so we went ahead and uh, pushed, uh, you know, uh, any uh, church or pastor that does want to get involved. Uh, we want to support them. Um, I was looking at just uh, a basic scripture, pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God and Father is this, to visit the orphans and widows in their distress. You know, these unborn children have been orphaned before they were born. Mm. And so it's our duty, it's our duty as men and women of God to rise up and uh, meet them in their need. And that means sometimes to get out and be in front of that abortion clinic to let them know there's hope and that there is things that they can do uh, to protect their unborn. Many people on our side would, would say they're pro-life. But are they, are we, willing to do something? Are you willing to spend a couple hours out there praying in front of a Planned Parenthood abortion mill? If you're not, you're really not very pro-life. I think action is more important than words when it comes to the pro-life movement. Uh, We have gotten to this point in our society by the fact that people have done nothing. And many churches have gotten to the point where hey, uh, we'll do this ministry, write us a check. And there's nothing wrong with that. But where we've gotten apathetic is, no, we need to get up. Let me take my robe off. Join me. Let's get out in front of this and and uh, show our disdain for this sort of uh, behavior. The point you're making about the, the uh, corruption of the church is, is a very good one. And I, I think it's coming from two things. One is there's a growing leftist element of of Christianity, that, that Jesus is really a socialist. He was the first socialist, and the Bible mandates open borders. The Bible supports killing unborn children. Basically, the, you know, we're going to reinterpret the Bible to match the Democrat Party platform. So there was that side of it. But there's also the, the pastors are... In essence, running small businesses, some bigger than some, and some smaller, some are fairly large businesses. But they've got not only their own income on the line, they may have a mortgage or rent to pay, utilities, employee salaries to pay, insurance, and whatnot. And they're afraid of upsetting their customers. There was just a, there was a church in somewhere in California, and the, the, the pastor had posted something about the biblical prescriptions against homosexual conduct. Basically, and then he was you know, virtually the entire membership of the church said, "Unless you fire this guy, we're gone." So he left. So he's, in that church, they said, "Okay, we're we're not going to we're, we're going to place our moral judgment ahead of God's moral judgment." And that's a shame. I I really agree. I think if I was a pastor right now, uh, you have to admit that that would be a fear going through my. My heart is what will happen if I take a stand. We know that Planned Parenthood concentrates its, its abortion mills in minority neighborhoods and are carrying on really the good work, quote unquote, good work of its founder, Margaret Sanger, who said, we do not want the word to go out. That we want to exterminate the Negro population. And the minister is a man who can straighten out that idea if it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members or the most merciful thing a large family does to one of its infant members is to kill it. My God, that's, that's rough. You know, I went, I, I had the privilege of meeting with about 15 black pastors in Pomona and I was privileged enough to be brought into their inner circle. And, uh, you know, the, the older pastors were well uh, being educated by the data that I was bringing to them. So much so, they hired an investigator to uh, check me out. But uh, listen, we do want you to get involved in 40 Days for Life. So we appreciate all you're doing. Get up and take a stand. Go to 40daysforlife.com. That's numeral 40. 
and you can check in, put in location, and you can find where you're and connect with you to participate in your campaign or other campaigns around the Inland Empire. That's right. More coming up ahead on the United Inland Empire Radio Show as we continue on AM 590, The Answer. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590, The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want, or anything that you need between now and your final day on Earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock, right here on AM590, The Answer. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Show, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. I can't think of a more important thing, Greg, for folks to do than to participate in something like we just discussed, this 40 Days for Life that Tim Adams was on our show, because fundamental to conservative principles is the preservation of life and life of the unborn. It's absolutely critical that people stand up for this and participate in it. The inalienable rights endowed by our creator, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You know, the other thing that I was speaking of, you know, this issue, um, I had the privilege of speaking to a group of Hispanic pastors on Monday night in Palm Springs. I was one of a number of people. And it had to do with this sex ed issue, primarily getting them involved in understanding what uh, is happening, uh, what their kids are going to be exposed to. But none of them were aware that the state and the public school system has the authority to remove a child from school and take them to Planned Parenthood for an abortion without telling the parents. When I shared that with them, I could see disbelief in many of their faces. And I said, we have it on video. We have the ACLU inside the County Department of Education in Riverside, educating and teaching the parent, the uh, members of a variety of different school districts that were there for, uh, you know, some orientation about some of the greater issues, including uh, the, for the school year, including this sex ed curriculum. And I said, the ACLU is is telling school districts that they have the legal authority to do it. And the, that, as that began to sink in, the reality that they may be aligning themselves with the wrong, there's no other way to say it, political uh, side started to sink in because they've been reliable voters for Democrat politicians. And when it begins to sink in that Democrat politicians have unanimously voted for AB 329, Democrat politicians are fine with school districts being uh, able to take minor girls to planned parenthood for an abortion and hiding it from the parents and hiding it from the federal government so as to not damage any funding for that student's, you know, day. day. This is another thing that the ACLU educated them about. There's there is an awakening happening, and this what Tim Adams is doing is critical for that, and getting the churches to finally realize that this fundamental issue of life 
is something that, and you said it very well, it's a sacrament of the left. It's a sacrament of the oh, Democrat it is. Party. It, it is their most holy sacrament. Yep. And it's, it's inner, and I, I still think there, there is something psychological and twisted and evil in there, their attachment to this. And it's not, and it is, it is the dogma of the Democrat Party from conception to birth and now after birth, on, abortion on demand for any and all reasons. And that's not where the people are. Even, even in a liberal state like New York, I saw a poll that 72% of the people were opposed to third trimester abortions. They didn't even ask about the, new, the Democrats' new fourth trimester abortions. Right. Crazy. Just crazy that we've come to this. And they seek to build laws that are more uh, empathetic to criminals than they are to victims. I mean, this whole, uh, you know, this whole effort at criminal justice reform that they have been embarking on, that in the purview of postmodernism, which is the word I was looking for when Tim was, you know, here earlier, postmodernism says that your truth is your truth and it's truth no matter how, you know, it's truth is relative. It's relative to your uh, perspective. There is no absolute truth mooring society anymore. So Biden was actually on to something. It may not have been a gaffe when he said, we choose truth over facts. Yes. Truth is the absolute. Because a fact is different than truth. Facts don't. Facts are, 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 empirical, are empirical things in the new construct that the progressives are developing truth is arbitrary it's arbitrary and relative to the individual who is pursuing it your truth about your gender that's relative the ministry of truth from 1984 it's really it's really crazy which is why i think it is more important than ever that in this 2020 election that we return donald trump to the white house and there's an incredible amount of momentum to do that, even here in this state. Which brings us back to where we started at the very beginning of the show. And you went to this uh, Donald Trump fundraiser in Beverly Hills. I did. And it was an incredible privilege and an incredible experience. Um, there, In telling the story of how this thing unfolded, the, the it really occurs in several phases. The first is just the experience of getting into the fundraiser, the journey, as I call it, from leaving home and getting to the Beverly Hills Hotel and then moving from the Beverly Hills Hotel to the Beverly Hills neighborhood where Jeffrey Palmer's house is and then moving from the neighborhood into Jeffrey Palmer's home and then navigating the path in Jeffrey Palmer's home to where the event was, that was half the experience, quite frankly, and uh, it, it was it was a little daunting, especially for older folks who ended up having to stand for literally two hours and navigate this entire experience. So, um, I imagine I, the security. So you went through probably multiple layers of security. Three that I'm aware of. One was when you, uh, well, four, actually. The first was completing a, a questionnaire that went to Secret Service for a background check. And then you received your, that, that was an RSVP. From, so if you bought a table, you went through your background check, but your guests you had to name, and they went through their own individual background check. And then once you went through that background check, then when you're in line, this was about an hour and a half process to go from the doorway of the Beverly Hills of the Beverly Hills Hotel into the ballroom where you got your badge. That took an hour and 15 minutes. That was, and it was insane. There was about a thousand people there. So you gave your driver's license. You had to have a government issued ID. You get your badge and then. See, Donald Trump is a racist. I know. Can you imagine? A photo ID. Preventing people who can't get photo IDs from going to his fundraiser at $1,500. So if you're homeless and you could somehow cobble together the 1500 bucks 
Because we know that 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 uh, a homeless that, minority. Because we know that African Americans and Latinos and, and other minorities are much too dumb to get their own to get a photo ID. So once you had your badge, then you had to proceed to an area where you got into the um, buses, the transportation buses. These were like forty seat um, shuttles. The the original buses that they got could not fit under the awning of the Beverly Hills Hotel. So in a last-ditch effort, they had to bring in another fleet of these uh, 40-person shuttles in order to be able to move under the awning of the hotel itself. Just a little, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff. One story, though, about being at the Beverly Hills Hotel as I'm walking up the ramp into the lobby, into the entryway. Um, I see a figure that has become notable to most Donald Trump supporters, and that's, believe it or not, Tom Arnold. He was there to troll Trump supporters, and so I had a video running as I'm walking up, not knowing he was there, and actually captured Tom Arnold having a chat with somebody, don't know if it was a Trump supporter or someone that was there for the event or not, and at the time I thought, no, I probably shouldn't engage, you know, this is, it's not the time or place, but since then, I've I I think it's a missed opportunity to have offered Tom Arnold the opportunity to re-register as a Republican that I had the forms in my car and I'd be glad to be the person that would help him do that since he's hanging out with a bunch of Republicans Mm -hmm. would have been would have been interesting to hear his response to that and get it on video but. I know it's a one. I was at the hotel at some point there on the perimeter. The uh, the anti-Trump leftists, uh, of course, also anti-American, were burning the American flag. And yeah, we found out about that afterwards. And actually, there were Trump supporters on that corner, and they formed a talking circle inside the Trump supporters who were there rallying for Donald Trump. And inside that talking circle, they began to burn the American flag. It's one thing, and that's fine. You don't like a politician. Protest the politician. But when you burn the American flag, that means you hate America. One of the people that was participating in that, I've actually seen show up at events in Riverside. I think he's a local Riverside communist. He always wears a black hat with a red star on it, and he carries a flag, a white flag with a big red star on it. Isn't he a professor at UCR? He could be. I don't know, but... Um, I've seen him around at rallies opposing, you know, our events. So he gets around and it's a very small group. They're very well organized and they show up wherever they need to. But it's not like it's a huge group. But, yeah, there was a scuffle. So after we got to the event, the last thing that we did, and I was wondering, because, of course, you get the emails that say prohibited items. And it also said no cell phones allowed. And I'm like, how are they going to collect? cell phones from a thousand people and then return them the solution was pretty ingenious it was a pocket if you will made out of what i would call wetsuit material it's probably more durable than wetsuit material that was that had a closure that was similar to the uh the device that they attach to clothing to prevent shoplifting where the little needle goes through and it attaches to a magnet on the other side and then there's this little device the cashier has to release the magnet and take that out of the article of clothing you're buying. It had that same mechanism. So once you closed it, it was closed. You couldn't get to your cell phone. And you carried it with you the entire time. And at the end of the event, uh, you walked past a station where they had the device that released the closure. And you pulled your cell phone out and gave them back the pocket. Hmm. Pretty pretty. I thought ingenious. Okay, so after so so from the time you arrived at the hotel, yes, to the time Donald Trump came into the room, how long was that? We got to the hotel at three. Donald Trump came in at about eight. It's about five hours. But before Donald Trump spoke, Kimberly Guilfoyle and Donald Trump Jr. spoke, and the experience at Jeffrey Palmer's house was absolutely incredible. And we'll get into that after the break. After this word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. 
Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. Car Star, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we are just in at about hour five of Don's uh, trip to see Donald Trump at a fundraiser. And we're just about to the point where we're actually going to hear from the Donald. Absolutely. And before I get into this, I do want to acknowledge the sponsor of the table that invited me to be a part of this event. Ali Mazzari, who is a candidate for the 61st Assembly District, has been very involved in this uh, in pushing back on this sex ed issue. He's got two girls. Um, They were a part of our trip up. He had his wife and his two girls with him. They were, by the way, the only two children at this event. And it was a real treat to get to know them better. They're a great family and a great supporter of conservative causes. And Ali is an active member of our activist community and has organized events. You attended one at the County Board of Supervisors was the location of an event that was to educate pastors about the sex ed curriculum that was organized by Ali. And uh, he's a member of our Central Committee, Riverside Central Committee, um, and just a a very using his I wish more business owners were as um, involved with their pocketbook as Ali is. He is committed to the cause. He is a diehard patriot. And I stand shoulder to shoulder with him on everything. And I thank him for the opportunity to be there and experience what really is a once in a lifetime uh, experience. So did so what did uh, Don Jr. or Kimberly Guilfoyle or the Donald, President Trump, how, what, did they, what did they have to say that, uh, of note? So Kimberly was sort of the starting, uh, was the opening speaker, and she came up. The very first thing she said was uh, she made some comments about Gavin Newsom, how unbelievable some of the things are that he's doing. And if she could divorce him again for us, she would all over again. And that got the crowd, you know, on its feet and yelling and screaming. And she was really, she threw out a lot of what I would call red meat things. She talked about his, his record of accomplishments. She what talk- record? What record? What record? What, what accomplishments? Of Gavin Newsom. Oh, <laughs> no. A record of Donald Trump's oh, dino. Okay. Thank you for the clarification. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm segueing into her talk now. Uh, he, Donald Trump's record of accomplishments. Uh, she talked about being a part. And this was very insightful. And this is why, you know, we talk about the fact that they took cell phones, because I do believe they got into some things and some conversations and some topics that they normally wouldn't have gotten into if they knew that this was, you know, a broadcast event. Um she talked a lot about being inside the family, you know, her relationship with Donald Trump Jr., which I think started in the in the first half of 2018, uh, just about the time that he was getting divorced. Um, what it's like to be a part of the family from the perspective of traveling with the family, seeing what happens and how the media portrays it. She said it's absolutely unbelievable to be on the outside and then see see the stories that are outright lies about things I witnessed that w- did not happen that way. So she really took the media to task. She gave us, um, you know, some uh, food for thought about what it would look like if Donald Trump was not elected and how he needs to be returned to president. And as you know, she's part of the Donald of the uh, effort to reelect Donald Trump. She introduced Donald Trump Jr., who got up and uh, essentially sort of did the same and really took his his uh, comments centered around initially the uh, the way that the media has damage the family has talked about this and that this was another comment that Kimberly said was you have no idea the sacrifice that these people are making what it's like to live inside the bubble that the media has created for them they're, 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 they've given up their lives essentially they will no longer ever be able to just move about society move about America without some form of protection they have given up you know any pretense of 
you know, having a having a, a a personal life, having a private life. It's gone for them. You have to have a thick skin in politics, but I mean, the the left and the Democrat Party and the MSM. But then I repeat myself are deliberately and particularly nasty. And aside from the lies, aside from opposing Donald Trump on the mer- on his policies, mm-hmm. deliberately and intentionally nasty and vindictive to them as people. And we just, we saw that again just this week when the Washington Post came out with another quote-unquote bombshell from an unnamed source inside the White House who who was, uh, is, is applying for whistleblower status, that Donald Trump was on the phone with some unnamed person making unnamed promises, and that this is tantamount to tyranny and... Uh, what would and uh, high crimes and misdemeanors? That's utterly stupid. Presidents make promises to foreign leaders all the time. It's not a treaty. It's not legally binding. But yep. Presidents do that all the time. And this is exactly the point that was made on uh, Chris Como's show by someone who was in the intel community, who is an anti-Trump person, but said this is absolutely hogwash. And I think the reason, well. We'll get into that story later. Let's continue with this uh, journey down the fundraising path. Uh, he had basically four fundraisers, and so this was one of them. And it it, it really was a privilege to be one of 4,000 people, roughly, that had the opportunity to um, you know participate in this. So, so this, guy, just a, this guy has a house large enough for 4,000 people? No, no, 1,000 at that event, but yeah. there were 4,000 all across California. But the fact is, yes, he has a house large enough to have a sit-down dinner for 1,000 people with nearly 100 tables of 10. They built a platform over his pool and fountain area out in back of his house. This platform uh, held... The thousand people, the tables, the waiters, the equipment, and the uh, and and it was just and the tent that went over the entire affair. There were no poles, so I don't know how they held the damn tent up. Must have been some kind of crane outside. I never got a chance to look, but the tent had no poles over the entire affair. It was huge. I mean, we're talking about something that was like half of a football field big. So. Donald Trump Jr. really uh, tried to drive home the point about how the media savages Donald Trump, lies about Donald Trump, and uh, why it's important to reelect, again, Donald Trump. And his talk was amazing in its quality, in his ability to move the audience. He has a future in politics if he wants it, and I could literally see him following in his father's footsteps one day. And running for president of the United States. He has that quality of being able to connect with people from the podium that Donald Trump has. And I would I would posit that with more experience, he's going to be even better than Donald Trump. So then he introduces Donald Trump and and and, and Trump comes up. And I got to tell you, for five minutes, if it was a minute, it was five minutes. People were on their feet, applauding, cheering. Chance of USA broke out. Just in talking about it, it chokes me up almost to feel the electricity and the enthusiasm in that room for him just walking out to the podium. Were there other famous people in the room? There were, but I did not identify them. I don't know that crowd. So I can't. were the Hollywood people that were willing to put their careers there were a on few. the line. I hear there were a few. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the actress that does that, I hear was there. Um, well, I and, if, I, if, I, if she was going to be there, I would have gone myself. I know, right? Um, I think it was her. But uh, in the very beginning, he uh, he introduces the people that were traveling with him, his quote-unquote entourage. Uh, traveling with him was O'Brien, the person that he just named the de- uh, to replace John Bolton as the... Uh, uh, director of national security, uh, the NSA. He, um, he, he introduced him saying he's one of the most successful hostage negotiators. They've gotten back 38 Americans throughout his presidency and they've had to pay a, a zero dime. And so we didn't know it at the time, but the following day, this was Tuesday night, the following day at the Mexican border, he made the news that he was appointing him to replace John Bolton. Uh, also traveling with him, and he introduced a couple of other people. Jared Kushner was there. He had Jared stand up. Jared was there. And then he called on Steve Mnuchin. Steve Mnuchin, who is the Treasury Secretary, uh, part of the cabinet. Steve was nowhere to be seen. He said, Steve, where are you? Nowhere to be seen. 
So he turns around to the crowd and he goes, well, Steve's gone, fired. Uh, who would like to be the Treasury Secretary? Bidding starts at $10 million. <laughs> and with that, Steve Mnuchin stands up. <laughs> Finally gets identified in the crowd. He, oh, there you are, Steve. Well, I guess your job's safe. Um, but his talk was wide-ranging. It uh, focused initially on some regulatory accomplishments, rolling back the Clean Water Act that seeks to regulate 100-year ponds in the back of ranchers' yeah. homes. Um, and, and a lot of the regulatory uh, rollbacks, because the room was filled with real estate people, ostensibly. Jeffrey Palmer is a uh, very successful real estate developer, so a lot of people in real estate there. And he, he talked about those rollbacks. He talked about national security accomplishments, talked about trade. One of the stories he shared was when he uh, landed in Japan and met Ob- the prime minister of Japan for the first time. And he said... I don't see any. Where are the Chevys? There's no Chevys here in Japan. How come you're not buying your automobiles? And that was the beginning of the trade negotiations with Japan. It was it was an amazing night and one that I would encourage if you can cobble together fifteen hundred bucks or whatever the cost is in the future, do it. It is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You will be richly rewarded for being a part of it. And I feel very privileged that Ali invited me to be his guest. Well, thank you, Ali. And uh, thank you, everyone who went there, because they're absolutely right. If Donald Trump doesn't get doesn't win and the Democrats get power, we will never get the power, our freedom, or our country back. That's all the time for we have this week. Tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends here on AM590 The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM590 The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.